This is The Well Woman Show. I'm Giovanna Rossi. Today on The Well Woman Show, I'm talking to Jill Lee about how to help others without taking their problems on as your own. Listen right through to the end to hear about the one thing that will help us return to balance. Welcome to The Well Woman Show, where we interview women executives, leaders, and entrepreneurs. And you're listening to The Well Woman Show, where motivated women achieve fulfillment and well-being. You're listening to The Well Woman Show. Take time for myself by coming to things like Well Woman Drinks. To be accepting of myself no matter what. Step away from judgment as much as possible. You're listening to The Well Woman Show. Just, you're going to be in for a good ride. I don't regret anything. Everything I've ever done, I've learned from it, one way or another, good or bad. Being a little bit selfish for yourself, you know, put your own oxygen mask on first and then give what's left. I'm a woman. I would prefer to, to tell my own story. My story, though it's very personal, is universal. You're listening to The Well Woman Show. And now your host, Giovanna Rossi. Hi, Giovanna Rossi here, and welcome to another episode of The Well Woman Show, where I interview women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs about their lives and their road to becoming and being who they are today. Are you feeling burned out or finding it hard to focus on your goals, or are you in transition? Well, you're not alone. We all need to activate our superpowers. These are the internal strengths and abilities we all already have, but don't use all the time. Superpowers can be cultivated, and they include empathy, love, intuition, courage, and more. Toward the end of the show, in a segment called Superpowers for Success, I ask my guest about her superpowers, and the answers will give you the strength, perspective, and power to live a well-woman life. I'm so happy you're here, so thanks for tuning in. Today's topic is how to help others without taking their problems on as your own, and hopefully by the end of the show, you'll be inspired to put your self-care first. Leave your work at the office and introduce some energy clearing practices into your life. My guest on this episode is Jill Lee. Jill is the founder and director of the Energy Healing Institute, a school that caters to seasoned integrative practitioners and those wishing to expand their energetic knowledge base. Jill's abilities allow her to deeply connect with clients and shift their energy blocks using her combination of clairvoyance, conscious channeling, and energy practices. In this episode, Jill and I talk about how she came to understand her energy skills, what she does to avoid burnout, and how she's able to turn off from her work to make sure she's maintaining balance in her life. The free giveaway today is Jill's ebook on chakra sanity. I love this giveaway because it covers the reality of feeling frazzled, depleted, and depressed and gives you the tools to do something about it. Now, before I bring on my guest, as always, this episode is brought to you by Well Woman Life, a global community of women living our best lives. Whether it's your health, relationships, your money, or making an impact in your community and the world, Well Woman Life has you covered. You've made a commitment to not settle, to use your voice, and to live your best life. Well Woman Life offers annual memberships, workshops, and retreats to support you. Check out wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join our growing community. Now to my interview with Jill. I'm speaking with Jill Lee this morning. Welcome to the program, Jill. Oh, thank you so much, Jill. It's really nice to be on the Well Woman Show. Great. Well, Jill, you and I met actually at Sister Giant in Washington, D.C., and um, I just loved what you talked about. And I said, I've just got to have you on the show. So I'm so excited for you to be here um, with us today and share your experience um, 
as an entrepreneur, but also as an energy healer. And um, it just, I think it'll be very valuable to the Well Woman Life community. So I want you to start with um, maybe telling us what you're working on right now and how does it impact women's lives and well-being? Well, you know, energy healing is a field that certainly attracts men and women, but the majority of my students are women, uh, the ones who are actually studying to bring energy healing into their client practice. I would say 80% of them are women. And uh, for the most part, I think their client base is also largely, mostly women. Um, so, so the work that I do is really all about women, even though I would never, ever exclude a man from any of the work that I do. It's also really about becoming very clear within yourself about who you are, what makes you tick, why you're doing what you're doing, and giving you resources and tools to be able to evolve ever more fully into authentic selfhood. So there's a, there's a really nice piece of coming into your authority as a woman that uh, energy healing brings to the table. Mm. And so do you work mostly with uh, practitioners and coaches who are already doing something else with women and then they're adding this to their... Yes. By and large, I am working with people who already have some sort of a practice. I do occasionally take um, people into the practitioner program who have not had a client practice before, but the training that I offer is pretty rigorous and I have pretty high expectations because I've been doing this a long time. And so it's really a better fit for people who already have some sort of a practice. I have a lot of psychologists, coaches, uh, social workers, all kinds of body workers, um, people who have other energy forms that they've studied and they want to add a chakra-based um, modality into their work. So okay. it's, it's a pretty high-end group of people. Okay. And Jill, can you explain what is a chakra-based modality for, for regular listeners who might be, sure. you know, interested in energy work, but haven't really, like, really gone there yet? Sure. Well, basically, there's really two different energy systems that we recognize for working with the body. If you're in an, a world where you're using the meridians, that is one energy system where there are energy pathways through the body and something like acupuncture or acupressure or even to a certain extent reflexology is following those energy pathways in the body. A chakra-based energy system looks at the body, at least in, in the system that I teach, looks at the body as actually being three bodies. And there are round balls of energy called chakras that are metabolizing the energy that you use to do your life. So there are chakras for your physical body. There are chakras for your emotional body. And those energy systems are talking to each other all the time so that you're essentially aligned between what, what your body is doing and how you're experiencing whatever it is that your body is doing. 
So the, the energy body and the chakra system would be comprised of the chakras, which are inside of the body. And they're, they're basically up against the spine in terms of the major chakras. And then the aura surrounds the physical body. And that's sort of your personal field of energy that you use to both feed the chakras the energy that they in turn deliver to the body and then release energy from the body back out to that auric field to be replenished, revitalized, and then used again. Hmm. So that sounds interesting, but also very, uh, like not tangible <laughs> in terms of, <laughs> in yeah. terms of like, what are we exactly talking about? So, and I know you have a, a, a teaching style that is sort of hands-on and, and organized and logical. So can you give some sort of practical examples of, of what you're talking about? Sure. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the emotional body because that's the chakra system. When people know about chakras, they may not know they're talking about the emotional body, but most of the time they are. There are seven primary chakras in the emotional body, and the emotional body is completely non-tangible. If I said to you, um, I want you to hold a, a ball of joy in your hands, you couldn't scoop that out of your body and say, here it is. But if I said to you, go scoop into your body and bring out one of your kidneys, I don't recommend this, by the way, <laughs> but you know, you could physically hold that kidney in your hand. So energy is absolutely non-tangible, but those seven primary chakras run the, the length of the body from starting down at the first chakra, which is down between the ovaries and women and at the base of the spine in men. That first chakra is all about getting your physical needs met. And the chakras progress up through the body. The second chakra is below the navel and it uh, is all about getting your emotions aligned and organized within yourself. Then the third chakra is at the notch of the ribs. It's all about the energy you use to actualize, to show up at your podcast. Someone needs a third chakra. To go and listen to it, they have to go find your podcast. They have to hit the, the listen button. Hmm. So we can't do anything without that kind of actualizing energy. And that comes through the third chakra. The fourth chakra in the center of the chest is our heart chakra. People think of that as being about love, and, and it is to a large extent, but it's also about oneness and community and, and, and unity. The fifth chakra at the notch of the neck is about authentic self-expression. It's, it's how you bring yourself out into the world. The sixth chakra is in the very center of your head and it's the organizing system for your beliefs and your thoughts and your ideas. And then at the top of the head, there's a crown chakra that is all about your connection to spirit or divinity or source or God or whatever you want to call that you know, magnificent um, energy and awareness that is outside of ourselves. And so those, those chakras in the in the emotional body are really resonating energy that allow us to create meaning for our experiences, which is why we could both go to a movie 
And based on my set of experiences and my energy centers, I might come out of the movie saying that was the best thing I've ever seen because it was so powerful and it evoked so much emotion in me. And someone else might say, I thought that was a very trite and, um, you know, basic movie and there wasn't enough depth for me to really sink my teeth in. Hmm. It's because we all have energy centers that are helping us contextualize our experience. Mm-hmm. So, so that emotional body really is um, the the bellwether for all of our experience. Hmm. Okay, and I know you have you're going to be giving us our free giveaway this week, and it it has uh, a lot to do with what you're talking about. So people will be able to download those and and follow along with with the show as well. Yes. The uh, free free download that I'm giving you is called Chakra Sanities, and it's an ebook that contains four very common energy paths. When someone goes to an energy healer for work, they, they may be going for some sort of a physical issue, but a lot of times people go to energy healers also for emotional work. They might be stuck in some kind of a way. They might have trouble staying present and being connected to themselves. They may have repetitive behavioral issues. For example, uh, they might have a really quick temper or they might have a tendency towards depression or they might have a really high level of anxiety. Those kinds of things are energy related issues. Uh, There's another very common energy issue that that I hear about all the time. People will call me up and ask to come into my practice or my students will talk about this in our classroom where people have some sort of a pain in their body, some sort of disturbance in their body and they go to the doctor and the doctor runs whatever the tests are and they can't find anything. That's all about having emotional energy stuff down in the physical body and it's resonating in the body into some sort of a syndrome and it's called somatized emotion or pain body and that's another very common practice that or a process that we work with in our client practices mm. so these ebooks are all about those four common patterns and actual practices that that your listeners can use to start turning things around mm, and moving okay. in a new direction. So clearing those energies so that we can turn things around and have a, have less of whatever the problem is. Yes, exactly. Okay. Great. Well, I want to ask you, Jill, um, you know, on the Well Woman Show, we talk a lot about really um, putting ourselves first centering ourselves in our lives and taking care of ourselves. Because if we don't do that, we can't do all of the things we want to do in our lives, whether that's take care of other people or have our own, you know, career or business or whatever it is that we're doing run for office. Um, And so I want you to think back and tell us about a time in your life when you didn't put yourself first, uh, when you maybe weren't taking care of yourself the way you probably now know you need to. Yeah, I, I have a really good example of that. I started learning energy work in the early 90s um, because I was dealing with chronic fatigue syndrome. 
I had a very uh, active corporate career. I own my own business. Um, I've been an entrepreneur for forever. Um, and I was really run down. And I did not have any sense of what it might look like to take care of myself. I mean, certainly I fed myself and I went to sleep and things like that. But I didn't have any kind of a spiritual practice or an energy clearing practice that helped me stay organized within myself. Mm. And so I also didn't have a good sense of where I started and where I stopped. I just seemed to go all the time. And the chronic fatigue um, situation really kind of brought me to a halt. And I realized that chronic fatigue is not actually a disease, it's an energy problem. And I figured that out by actually talking to someone who had an energy healing practice of their own. They did some meditating, they did some energy clearing, and I started thinking about it and realizing, yeah, I was just over full. I was overcommitted. I was overtired. I was overstressed. And I needed a way to unplug from all of that so that I could plug into my core and, and be present to my life in a different kind of a way. So that was back in 1991. And I learned how to clear my energy with using the chakras and the, and the aura. I learned to unplug from some really big patterns that I was running in, and um, and my life took a total change as a result. I wound up leaving the the corporate consulting business that I had and moving into full time work with energy because it was such a profound resolution and evolution of my thinking. Wow, um, I, I love these stories of of these major shifts, which can be uh, scary because big changes are um, can be scary, and and you know you're sort of going into the unknown. But I think that so many of our listeners are either in transition, on the edge of burnout, maybe wanting to find a big change, or having just gone through it, or going through it right now. And it doesn't, uh, it, it may seem overwhelming and, and really uh, frightening when you're in it, but just hearing these stories of, of the way that women come through it and how they change their lives um, after is, is very inspiring. Yeah, I, I always find those stories to be really amazing and inspiring. And, you know, it's interesting. I was actually talking with uh, one of my team this morning about how when you when you feel called to do something like we were talking about the practitioner program at EHI and how practitioners will they'll learn about the program and they'll say yes I'm going to do this and they you know they they sign up for the program and they're ready to go and then they immediately move into chaos because they're about to call themselves into a new version of themselves and they're about to bring themselves to the next level of whoever it is that they are. Yeah. And there's that feeling of, of, of expansion into this new thing and then this contraction because you have to now reorganize and regroup and grow and let go and become. Mm. And it's a really powerful experience. Yeah. And I love watching women 
go through that experience. I don't, I don't celebrate the part that's really hard. I'm really present for that, but I really know where they're going and where they're going is to this expanded, evolved selfhood. And it's worth it every time. It's worth it every time. Yeah. And just for our listeners, EHI is the Energy Healing Institute, which is the school that Jill, you found founded and you're the director of. Um, And yes, I totally agree. And you know, uh, this is, um, it's such a privilege for me to uh, facilitate a community of women who are in this process or going to, you know, headed that way or having just been through this, these sort of major changes. So I love talking to women on the show, interviewing experts like you who uh, can, can be a resource to these women. So, um, so we'll give all the links to your Energy Healing Institute and your, uh, and the freebie this week um, in the show notes for sure. Um, And Jill, I want to ask you, um, what is one of your own most recent uh, challenges and how have you overcome that? Well, I think as an entrepreneur, there's probably at least one challenge a week. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, one of my recent challenges is uh, I'm, I'm developing a couple of pieces of curriculum right now for the second year program. Um, and there's a lot of research that I'm doing. There's a lot of writing that I'm doing. And, um, and I'm pulling this curriculum together so that my students have a mechanism for really working with identifying root cause of whatever a client's situation might be. We, we have... Uh, we have clients come into our practice who are in life and death situations. And so if someone has a difficult diagnosis that they are working their way through, um, looking at how the entire energy system of that individual is either supporting the, the person to rise up above whatever the issue is or is uh, creating stress and adding to whatever the physical issue might be is something that my practitioners learn to do. And what's been really interesting in the last couple of weeks is as I'm teaching or developing this curriculum, I'm dealing with several clients in my practice who have just gotten new diagnoses. Mm. And so there's a lot of overlap between what I'm developing, what I'm working on with my clients, and and the energy that I have to hold to both develop the content and be present for my clients in their process. And I've been finding it to be, um, it it takes a lot of energy Mm. to, to do all of that at once. And so what I have been doing is actually doubling down on my practice so that I am meditating more often. And I meditate every day. Right now, I'm meditating twice a day. Mm. And I'm doing energy clearing at least twice a day and sometimes even three times a day. 
And um, I'm finding that that's really helping me navigate this time where things feel very, um, there's a lot of tender emotion in the process. There's a lot of um, sort of intellect in the, in the curriculum where I'm laying out this, this process for determining root cause in a, in a client's experience. And it's helping me stay really balanced and really grounded and really present to what's happening exactly in the moment. Mm. Okay. And now it's time for our segment called Superpowers for Success. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. Being a well woman includes being financially healthy. Our sponsors, Lorraine L. and Kate Stalter of Better Money Decisions, are on a mission to eliminate complexity and confusion from your financial life. They replace Wall Street jargon with straightforward talk you can understand, and they create investment and retirement plans customized for your needs and your future. Download a free copy of their latest book, Don't Let Your Money Kick the Bucket Before You Do, and learn how to avoid the biggest mistakes women make when planning for retirement. Go to bettermoneydecisions.com slash wellwoman and download your free book today. And I want to ask you a few quick questions here. The first one is, what does success in life mean for you? For me, success has to do with joy and happiness. I I wouldn't quite say uh, do what you love and the money will follow because I'm not quite sure that's a fully accurate statement for me, but I do believe that doing what brings us joy is going to generate a sense of satisfaction and success and uh, appreciation for the life that we have. That's a, that's a pretty big one for me. Okay. And when did you know you were really good at what you do? (laughs) I, From an energy perspective, I knew I was really good at it when I was learning it um, because I was developing and refining the clairvoyance system, which allows me to read energy. I can see energy in people's bodies. And it was a very natural and organic skill set for me. And so it helped me understand that I'm carrying a level of competence around that that is really powerful and useful. So I knew that then. From a business perspective, I I began really understanding what I bring to the party of running a business as I started teaching practitioners because they've learned a lot over time about how to build a practice and not just how to how to own a modality and be good at a certain modality. Mm. That I'm really bringing in the practitioner program a breadth of expertise that my practitioners are benefiting from. Mm. Okay. And what superpower did you discover you had only to realize it was there all the time? Probably the clairvoyance system. You know, when I was a little, little girl, I used to uh, have a, a clairvoyant connection to animals. So if someone is an animal communicator, that would be what I was as a little girl. And um, I didn't really realize it was a clairvoyant connection at all until years later when I learned the clairvoyant system. And I had it my whole life. So tell tell me what happened when you were little with the animals. (laughs) I used to have um, in, in my trees outside of my house. I grew up in New Jersey. 
there there was an owl that would frequently hang out in one of the maple trees. And I would sit, I could see with the, the, you know, the ambient light, I could see the owl in the tree. And I started to know by watching it when it was going to go fly out of the tree to go get a mouse before it happened. Hmm. And so I was reading their intent and I was reading their focus. I couldn't see the mouse and I couldn't see where it was even looking. I could see the shape of the owl. And I started realizing, okay, I'm kind of plugged into this animal. And I, I told one of my family members about it. And as you can imagine, it didn't go well. <laughs> they were not impressed. <laughs> and so it was, it was sort of a moment of, oh my gosh, doesn't everybody do this? And so that that's the story. And so when you realized that it wasn't something that everyone could do because you had that reaction from your family member, did you then sort of shut it, shut it off? To a certain extent, yes. And interestingly, Giovanna, I, I'm no longer really good at talking to animals. I could not really do and I suppose I could go and learn animal communication. Um, but but it's not something that I organically do anymore. So I seem to have found that switch and turned it off. Mm. But I still retained a lot of the clairvoyant awareness. In fact, I was what I would call an unconscious clairvoyant. So I was seeing people's energy. I was sensing into people's energy all the time. But I wasn't aware that I was doing it, and it's part of what contributed to the to the chronic fatigue syndrome. Oh, because it was happening, but you weren't acknowledging it or, or understanding that that's what it was, and so it was draining you. Exactly, and that happens to a lot of you know burnout's a very real thing, obviously, and a lot of practitioners end up in my program because they start realizing. I think I'm carrying too much. I think I'm taking on too much. I think I'm perceiving too much and I don't know how to stop it. And I don't know how to get rid of it once I've picked it up. And so they come into the, to the school for those reasons. Mm. Okay. Joe, what advice would you give your 25 or 30 year old self? Oh, besides hang in there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would say stay open, uh, listen deeply to what you are hearing within yourself and perhaps do the work to dial down what you're hearing on the outside so that you can move authentically in your life. Gosh, that's a good one because it's it, it's so easy not to listen isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then yes. when you figure out how to listen, it's like, oh, why wasn't I doing that before? I know, it's so much easier. <laughs> so uh, if if folks are wanting to learn how to listen to that uh, inner wisdom or inner voice, what would you suggest? I would suggest that they take up a meditation practice. Uh, does not have to be sitting on a cushion for two hours a day. You can meditate for five minutes a day and begin to change your inner landscape. I would also suggest, um, and I'd be remiss if I didn't, but learning some skills for energy clearing mm. so that 
what you have taken in that doesn't actually fit you can be released and let go. Sometimes it's hard to find our center when our center is congested with everybody else's information and ideas and thought forms. And so some energy clearing is a really powerful process mm. for that. Okay. And Jill, do you identify as a feminist? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say it like that? Oh, I guess. I think in terms of, um, I guess I think in terms of the political landscape that we're looking at right now, and um, I really believe that the most important thing that we can bring to our political climate is the voice of the feminine. And so I may not be um, a feminist in in all of the traditional senses, but I really believe that the voice of the feminine is is what will help us return to balance in this country and in the world. And so that's always been something that has been very important to me. And I'm I work pretty actively in that arena. Mm. So yes, I'm a feminist. Okay. And last question, what are you reading right now? What's on your nightstand? Oh my gosh. I am reading um, a book of poetry by Mark Nebo. Um, I wish I could remember the title of it, but I can't right this second. Um, it's a lovely newly published book. And there are some beautiful poems in there that have been really filling me up. I'm also reading uh, The Nature of Personal Reality, which I read. I read the Jane Roberts and Seth material, pretty much have one of those books going all the time. And that's the one that's on my nightstand right now. And then I'm reading a book about uh, replacing empathy with compassion, which is something that I'm also focused on with some writing that I'm doing. And I'm just reading someone else's perspective on why compassion is a better idea than empathy. And so those are those are three books I'm, I've got going right now. Cool. Okay. And we'll, we'll link to all of those in the show notes as we usually do so that uh, listeners can uh, read what you're reading if they want to. Um, Jill, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you today. It's been lovely speaking with you too. I'm so glad I met you with Sister Giant. Yay. Thank you. All right. That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your Well Woman life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join us. Our monthly live event, Well Woman Drinks, brings women together to share our successes and challenges as women, leaders, moms, aunts, sisters, and all the other roles we carry. If you'd like to attend a Well Woman Drinks near you, or if there isn't one in your city yet and you'd like to start one, email info at wellwomanlife.com. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment and subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening today, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week. <laughs>